Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, newest podcast in the um, Alexis Carrington Dynasty Football League uh, series of podcasts. Today, we're joined, um, Angela and I, by Oli, who is our guest for today and is also the GM of Lights Kamara Action um, in the league. And we'll be asking him a series of questions, trying to get to know him, trying to get to know a little bit about his strategy or whatever he will decide to give away about his strategy. And um, yeah, we're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light. And yeah, let's let's get cracking. Angelo, anything to add? Uh, not really. I think I'm looking forward to it. We've been trying to get uh, another guest on since we had Alan on. It was a lot of fun. Big up to Alan. Yeah. And so, yeah, Ali, thanks for coming on. Um, no, thanks for having me. A little while. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just like with Alan, I mean, we went through an interview. We wanted to get to know the owners. Um, you know, Danny and I know Alan pretty well, just like you do. Um, I know you. Danny doesn't know you. So I thought it would be kind of cool to just we go through some ah, some personal questions. You know, you might think they're bananas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just do that. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. 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 Th- thank you. Did you have any? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, so since this is a fantasy football uh, league we're talking about, when did you start playing fantasy football, Ali? So I started playing fantasy football about five, six years ago now. Um, started off in a fairly small league with six teams. So wasn't too challenging, and then I jumped from that into a twelve-man league, and yeah, completely different style of a planning. Basically, you actually had to think a bit ahead. Whereas small leagues, obviously, you could just react to everything that was happening. Yeah, I find that with the small leagues, like eight or ten players, it's like sometimes it's super difficult to drop someone to pick someone up because it seems like everyone on your roster is pretty good. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, yeah. one of one of my tactics is have a couple of players which are gambles and that you'd be prepared to drop. Yeah, I've just course, found yeah. I've just found that's a way that works for me because, like you say, you can have a really strong team, but then you like, oh, I don't really want to drop any of them. <laughs> so yeah. I'll always have they just give myself like a couple of wild card options that if I do need to pick someone up, I know straight away from my team right that's the player that I'm taking mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I definitely found that as well. I found that um, when the the draft first happened for this league, I was telling Angelo um, on one of the other podcasts that um, I felt my team was really strong. Like even people on the bench were really strong. Obviously, people have kind of gone up and down and I've been keeping an eye on people trending upwards and I've already, I think I've probably made five or six moves already. But I, I definitely found that. I didn't know who to drop to bring other people in um, and for someone like me who's pretty active it was um yeah it's it's interesting to see how much can change in pre-season yeah i think that was a bit interesting right the draft was a bit earlier um so a lot could happen between from when the draft finished and then to tonight you know with the start of the uh, the first game of the season and i've had guys i drafted that didn't end up making the um, 53-man roster, right? So <laughs> it's like whatever. Yeah, I'm just glad no one picked up Tebow. Yeah, well, 
you guys fight anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what um, Le'Veon Bell does this season, whether he can actually cut himself out a little bit of playing time or not. You'd imagine so with um, two healthy running backs, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Because has he signed with the Ravens now? Well, he's on the practice squad and apparently he's not going to be activated this week, which leaves just the two available. But I think it's more about him learning the plays and then he, I'm guessing he will get some touches, but I don't know. I can't, I can't even begin to calculate. I mean, I picked him up. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I picked him up. Uh, mainly because I saw someone else was watching him and I assumed it might be Angelo, so I picked him up just to piss him off. But I might be wrong. It might have been someone else. Uh, I wasn't watching him. You weren't uh, watching him. I think it was me. Oh, is it you? Okay, <laughs> right. There you go. You heard it here first. But yeah, I, I picked him up on a punt, but I don't I don't see it coming to much, to be honest. Even if he does, I think he'll maybe, I don't know, he might be a third down back, maybe, um, for passing plays, because he's pretty good on passing plays. But um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah, Ali, too. What, I, I never remember. I don't know, actually, what your favorite NFL team is. Oh, so the short answer is the Seattle Seahawks, but there is a bit of a backstory behind it. Let's hear it. So when I originally got into American football, um, the first game I ever saw was Brady's first Super Bowl. Um, on the back of that, I was a Patriots fan. And I was probably a Patriots fan for about four or five years. And then got introduced to a group of um, now friends of mine who are also American football fans. And they're the ones I go to to all of the games. And they cool. had a they had a rule that within the group, no two people could support the same team. Okay. And there was another there was another Patriots fan. So, as like I was the newest member of the group, I drew the short straw and had to change teams. Um, so then I picked the Detroit Lions. But I kind of said to them like I'm picking a team completely at random. I basically opened up a program, put my finger down, and whatever team I pointed to was the team I got. Um, so I said, right, I want to have the option of changing within two years if I pick a team that hasn't won the Super Bowl. And um, this was when Marshawn Lynch scored the touchdown against the Saints. Oh, yeah. Where the fans celebrated so much it caused an earthquake. And I went, right, that's my team. <laughs> Seahawks are now my team. If they can celebrate so much that it causes an earthquake, that's the team I want to support. And then... I'm pretty sure it was either that year or the following year they won the Super Bowl. Lucky you. So, I yeah. <laughs> a, a, a glory hunter, but not by, <laughs> by chance, basically. Yeah, I think there's one, um, I think there's one other Seahawks fan, uh, Jemma, in the league. Yeah, so I'm afraid you're going to have to change your team again, Ollie. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing that again. Because <laughs> I think I'll be stuck with the Bengals and that's not happening. Or the Jets. Take the uh, we've already got Jets. Oh yeah, of course. I I actually know loads of Texans fans. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because um, one of my friend's dads moved over to Houston. And right. Funny enough, I was actually in Houston for the Super Bowl, um, Patriots against the Falcons. Oh wow! The one oh, that went to cool. the one that went to overtime, and I had yeah. a chance of getting a ticket the day before, but it would have been one of those gambles where is it genuine or not? Mm. And am I prepared to spend four thousand dollars? Four thousand dollars. Yeah, Jesus that Christ. that was going right. In hindsight, it was the best Super Bowl ever. But you obviously don't know that at the time. Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, I guess this is this is up for debate. But 
is the best Super Bowl ever worth four thousand dollars? I mean, I I'm I love the NFL just as much as the next mad person, but four grand. I mean, four grand is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that's on my bucket list. And if money wasn't an issue, yeah, then yeah, yeah, for, yeah you'd definitely do it. But yeah, four thousand pounds is a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, but. We just need it like, um, I don't know if you heard the story about the two Irish lads a few years ago where they were over there, similar to me, just in the host city, walking around the stadium after kickoff and they just noticed their side entrance was open. So they just walked in, got into the stadium and somehow they've ended up in a box. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll try and find it and I'll send you guys the link for it. But yeah, they just said by chance they just end up in this box told everyone what happened they were just laughing saying yeah just help yourself to any food or drink it's all paid for that's amazing (laughs) yeah just not that lucky yeah okay cool do you have a favorite player like currently playing or one of your um i don't know maybe a retired player besides marshawn lynch i was gonna say for me it's marshawn lynch (laughs) um the the other one is gronk Okay, cool. For me, um, in terms of active players, I know he doesn't play for Seattle, but I just think he he dominated the position and completely revolutionised it as well. So I have to say, I was um, I was very surprised at Gronk's uh, initial kind of fall from grace when um, they moved to the Bucks because I was expecting the kind of synergy to continue um, a lot more than it did. He kind of lost his way a little bit last season. Um, that that definitely surprised me. I mean, he was coming back from these like uh, knee injuries, and yeah, but I think with him though, he typically doesn't really perform during the season. He just saves it for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And can't remember how many rings he's got now. Is it four or five? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know actually. I mean. Four times, uh, four, uh, four Super Bowls, yeah. Yeah, that's some good going. Yeah. What else? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, you were, Danny, you were hoping you'd have, like, what, some kind of connection with Brady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I assumed, I assumed that, I mean, Gronk, for the longest time, has been Brady's um, kind of safety net. And he's always, they've always performed very well together. Um, and I was just, I was surprised that there would, there seemed to be a bit of a, maybe it was a, because it was a different playbook. Um, it was just, it wasn't kind of, the, the team wasn't set out and set up for, um, for that style of play perhaps. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah it's, it seems, it seems a, a shame that. I mean, because I guess he had these knee injuries and whatnot. And then he also retired and was basically away for a year. Yeah, and then um, I think the Patriots still had the rights to him, and then they, uh, I think they traded, then they traded him to Tampa Bay when he decided to come back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. They it was basically Gronk wasn't going to play for the Patriots, but they traded him to Tampa, and I think they managed to get a draft pick out of it. Yeah, maybe one of these uh, comp uh, compensatory. Well, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> compensatory pick or something like that yeah um so 
Ollie, uh, moving on to some more uh, league-focused questions. Which would you say is the team that you're least looking forward to um, playing in the league? Which one do you think will be the dark horse of the league? Yeah, so there was there was two teams I really liked in particular, um, mainly because they kept picking up the players I was aiming to get. <laughs> and hate to say it, but one of them was Angelo's team. Okay. Um, the other one was Josh White's team. Okay. And what what players what players did they pick up that you were after? I tried doing a trade with Josh for Mahomes because my my original tactic was go all out for Mahomes and Kelsey, get them right. to as my first two picks, and then just figure out the rest from there. And obviously Josh went Mahomes early doors, and I basically just messaged him saying, "What do you want from Mahomes?" And then offered him exactly what he wanted. <laughs> right. And he had to think about it for a little while and decided against it. And what did he want out of uh, Curiosity? Um, hang on, I'll have to have a check. I'd be interested to know as well. Mm. Here we go. So it was Joe Burrow, right. CD Lamb, and next year's first round pick. Wow. That's a, that's a hard bargain. So it was one of those where I thought I had enough. Burrows was a fairly safe option at quarterback. There's others you could pick up. Lamb, again, is another one where he had a great year last year, and I think he could be a phenomenal wide receiver. But there was also quite a lot of rookies I had my eye on that I managed, some I managed to get, and others which I think are still on the waiver. And then next year's first round, anything can happen. So. Yeah, I mean, I like C.D. Lamb as well. Um, I don't have him in this league, obviously. I have him in some others, but I would... Um... I think once Michael Gallup is probably gone after next this season. Um, yeah, this would be really interesting. He's really good. I like him. Yeah, and I think Ruggs will have a good year next year as well in terms of that second-year wide receiver class. I think last year they were just trying to use him not to his skill set. They were trying to get him to go for the long ball because they can get yeah. him as a slot receiver. That'll be interesting to see. Um, I saw a really interesting stat um, for like rookies, because he was picked really high. I can't remember what his um, what he was drafted at when he was drafted from the NFL draft. Um, but like, there's some kind of threshold that like, if a rookie wide receiver that's like a first round pick doesn't hit, let's say, I don't know the number now. Let's say we have to throw out 525 yards in a season in their first season, then they're most likely not going to improve. Now, I don't have the statistics in front of me, so I can't really like defend it or even give you more examples. But you just have to take my word for it. Nick, it kind of makes sense. I've seen a lot of wide receivers go in the first round and just not go on to do anything. Yeah. Part of the problem might be that if you're getting picked in the first round, chances are you're a weaker team. So Yeah, he was 11th overall in, 20, in the 2020 draft. And when did Justin Jefferson get picked? Uh, let me have a look. Because I think Jeff Jefferson definitely got the better landing spot. Yeah. At the Vikings, they just lost Stefan Diggs, so he was almost a ready-made replacement for him. Yep. But yeah, okay. So Josh's team and my team, you don't want to face. No, they're the they're the two that I well, the two in particular I really like the look of. That you like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've both got 
a good mix of players for now and future players as well. I know Angelo, there was a couple of times I was messaging you saying, Dan, you, you've picked the player I was <laughs> yeah, hoping yeah, to get. <laughs> I mean, Chuba Hubbard is still on the trade block. Yeah, and I think he's going to stay there. <laughs> I think that's exactly where he's going to stay. Yeah. I don't know, he is one I've got my eye on. Yeah, and then you know when CMC goes down with an injury, uh, some people will come crawling to me for him, probably. If CMC goes down with an injury, I'm not going to come crawling to you. I'm going to fly over and beat you. <laughs> so make no mistake of that. You'll be begging me to take him off you by the time I finished if uh, if that happens. But um, Ollie, the um, you mentioned kind of um, some issues with the uh, drafting strategy where people were perhaps taking players that you were had your eye on. How do you feel this draft has compared with other drafts that you've done in the past? Do you feel more confident, less confident? What's your uh, what's your overall view of, of this year's draft for you? So I'd definitely be less confident on this one, but that's because it's my first time doing a dynasty draft. So my initial tactic was try and get a strong starting lineup as possible and then take a bit of a gamble on some rookies, really. Um, some will pay out. I know in the past I've had quite a lot of luck with rookies. I had Stefan Diggs when he first came into the league, uh, Alan Robinson. So prepared to take that gamble. Um, and the other thing I tried to do was double up on my players. So, for example, I went for Camera and Murray, both running backs in New Orleans. So if one does go down injured, straight away I've got the back uh, the backup so similar to what Angelo was saying with Hubbard and CMC so yeah I have like a different strategy at least in Dynasty uh, where I I like to spread the um, like the shares in backfields so maybe I, I don't I don't think I have a handcuff for any of mine my running backs but I've taken trying to pick up players from other running back, you know, other other backfields to see. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like I am. Um, it was my first dynasty one as well, so I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into. Um, I was trying to I was trying to figure out the the value of having rookies in the team, um, but by the time I'd figured that out they'd all, all the good ones or projected good ones had already been taken. So it kind of threw me a little bit. But what do you think, Ollie, the, um, the standout performer is going to be for you for the year? Do you reckon, I mean, the, the natural answer, I guess, would be Kamara, but would you, would you say that that's, um, that's who you think is going to kind of pull you along this season? Or do you think Kelsey, perhaps? Who, who's your money with? Yeah, so my money's on Travis Kelsey. Um, Kamara was another one I had up there, but I'm not sure about New Orleans without Drew Brees. I'm not sure what impact that's going to have on them, have on his performances. But I think Kelsey with Mahomes in that offensive line, he's basically as good as a wide receiver, which is why I went early for him. And then I've kind of gone for a player who was a bit of a wild card in Sam Darnold. I just think at Carolina... He should perform a lot better than he did at the Jets because, don't get me wrong, he was at a poor team, but he also underperformed. I'm just hoping with that better offensive line and some extra weapons around him. Yeah, he's got some good play. receivers. That's and it. 
and even and CMC, CMC, just that, yeah. that little that little dump pass over the middle, and then he'll go off for thirty yards. So he's kind of one I've taken a bit of a gamble on, but I think it's a well thought out gamble, or at least that's what I'm hoping anyway. I have a dude. Latavius Murray was cut. Ah, yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let me see if it's... um... It's just yesterday or the day before. I just realized, I was just thinking about it. You said it earlier, and then I was like, yeah. I didn't even think when I said that, because I've been picking up his backup on a lot of the other ones, and I've just seen that Allen's already got him. um, Tyson Jones. Uh, Tony Jones. Yeah. All right. So, Alan, I might... uh, Angela might be putting in a request for... um, Hubbard, after all. Yeah. So he's offering Burrow, um, <laughs> Lamb, and first pick for next year. You heard yeah. it. So Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll facilitate that. You guys want to hear something really funny? It just just came in. Um, the Ravens fear Gus Edwards suffered season-ending torn ACL in Thursday's practice. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yes, 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 my son. He's, he's probably in about three of my leagues. <laughs> oh, please tell me Everyone that's true. Like super excited, like, yeah, Gus the bus. And I said, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one bus. That's Jerome Bettis was the bus. Ah, uh, yeah. Tyson Williams. Let's have more. Let's have more from him then, if that happens. Do you have him? Yeah. Yeah, I picked yeah. him up. I picked yeah. him up when um, Hill went down. And you have Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So who has Gus Edwards in this league? Well, I have Le'Veon Bell on the other one, on the other league, not on this oh, one. Okay. Um, but no, I've got I've got Williams on this this league. I think Bell's still on. Uh, uh, no, actually, I think someone might have picked him up. I, I think someone's literally just picked him up because yeah. I've got I've got Edwards in our other league. Right. And mm. I've just gone to pick up Bell. Someone's already picked him up. Right. Dang. God, that's it's it. all happening live. It's all happening live. Right, that's it. I'm going into my other league now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- this podcast is over. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> oh, that's um, Matt. Matt has him. Uh, the UK Matt. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, because I'm playing him. So <laughs> that's good. So that's here's good. one. here's one for you guys. I'm going to get your advice on the different league I'm in. Right. So... Looking to pick up Bell. Um, and I'm absolutely stacked at wide receiver, so I'm thinking of getting rid of Corey Davis. Yeah, I don't think so. He was just named captain. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I think he's under... I think I think this could be a really nice... Um, the Jets are going to be... I think a lot of people are turned off by the Jets. I think the Jets would be a relatively average team this year. But it seems like Zach Wilson is pretty um, legit. Um, I like Corey Davis. I've got him in a couple of leagues too, and I think he could be a really, really interesting uh, player. And I think he played yeah. well with like AJ Brown in Tennessee. But people say like, yeah, he's there some games, and then sometimes he disappears. But you know, maybe change of scenery, just like you were saying about maybe Sam Donald going to um, Carolina, or maybe for him coming to the Jets might be really good. I, I, I to me, I wouldn't drop him for um, Le'Veon Bell. I mean. No, I I absolutely agree with Angelo. Um, he's had a really really strong preseason as well, um, and he's top of the um, depth chart 
now by quite some way. So yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, who are you thinking? Maybe was it just him, or is there another? So my other options, I've got Dylan from Green Bay, okay. Zach, Zach Moss. So they're my two bench running backs, and then I've got Davis, Golladay, and Shenault. Definitely not Shenault. Definitely not Shenault. He is going to break through this year. I have very, very high hopes. I'm starting him in my other league, 100%. That, that's my opinion. I, I think he's going to do really, really well. I like... Um, yeah, I mean, so AJ Dillon you're holding because you're maybe if something happens to um, Jones. Yeah. Uh, then I, so I'll have my starting running backs are Henderson and Taylor. And then wide receivers, I've got Adams, Lamb and Moore as well. It's a difficult one because what you're essentially doing is you're picking someone up who may still not be the lead running back. So you are you yeah. are gambling um, because you are looking at a, an older player kind of uh, bidding for, for touches against a, a relatively young player, second season in the NFL, 25, explosive. He's done a lot um, during preseason. Everyone's talking really, really highly about him. Hill's out, Edwards is out. The next one would seem it's Williams. So, I mean, as I say, you may it may be a committee, so you might find yourself actually picking up someone who will generate. And, and you know that Le'Veon Bell will generate. Um, last season was quite poor by his standards. Yeah. Um, and, and we know that. He didn't really add up to much. He was um, injured for some of it. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's a risk. I think it's a risk for a 29-year-old. But if you have someone who is part of uh, that you're well covered in in your um, roster that you think you can get rid of, yeah, go for it. I think I just have to wait and see what happens with Edwards. Yeah, wait, I mean, wait for the news to come through overnight and then make a decision. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, even Zach Moss, I kind of like him. You know, I, the the joke is like, yeah, the running back that's getting all the touchdowns in Buffalo is. Josh Allen, but like, I think I think he's. It's tough to say who's the better back between him and Singletary. Um, the guy's flashed; he looks pretty good. I wouldn't. I guess what I'm saying: how many people are in? I I, I wouldn't drop Zach uh, Zach Moss, but I guess this is not a. This is like a ten team league. Um, let me just check. Twelve team league. Twelve team league. Yeah. So it's quite quite a deep one. So there's very limited options at running back. I think the, Let's see what happens. Unless you make some trade, you trade a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've never done a trade. <laughs> that's kind of my thing. I'll look on the waiver and do it that way. Well, that's actually interesting because in in Dynasty, like it should be, there should be more trades happening. Like maybe not in the beginning, but I would reckon after the first season, because now you have some teams that are built with like older players. So um, when I look at them. There's like uh, the G Men, I think. They're a team that they're built like a a one year like redraft team. Just taking some like lot. I have to. Look, I don't know that. I don't have the roster in front of me, but just off memory, I'm trying to think. And uh, there'll be a team that in the future they're gonna have loads of these like aging players. But then that you know they might not have as much value. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's a str- it's a strong team, 
on paper. Barkley, Elliot, Smith, Schuster, McLaurin, Andrews, Jones, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup. It's it's a good BA. Yeah, you're right. It's um, it's like Ben Roethlisberger. It's gone. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. So yeah. Le'Veon Bell has, has gone to Scott. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he drafted him. I checked that as well. He actually. Oh, d- oh okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So but yeah, he's definitely done it for the here and now. Yeah. 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 So he's going with that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's all, all different styles, you know. And then hopefully, maybe he can win. If he wins, then that's great. It pays off. But then he might be stuck with a team in a couple, you know, that has to be rebuilt, which is kind of like and making that decision when to start a rebuild and when not to is a bit tough. Yeah. Like from what I understand, it's like in, in Dynasty sometimes it's like either if you think you have a contending team, then you contend. And then at other times, if you don't think you do, then maybe you have to pick when your window is. Like you say, okay, maybe in, in two years, um, that's my time. That's when I can contend. And so maybe you're going to move some bits and pieces around. And you know, I look forward to the rookie draft next year already. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, so based on the team you have now, Ollie, um, what would you say your waiver strategy is going to be for the season? Have you have you given any thought to it? You think you're going to be more proactive and pick people up who are starting to have better and better seasons, or is it going to be more reactive to the needs of your team if someone gets injured or suspended? Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely looking to be proactive. Um, like I kind of said earlier, I took a, a punt on quite a lot of rookies, which has given me the flexibility that if someone somebody has a breakout season, they're available. I'm going to look to try and snap them up because I I already know there's players on my rosters that aren't going to play at all this season, and then may not even play next year. So I'll be prepared to take those out um, if there's someone that's either having a hot spell. Um, that's one of the challenges, though, in Dynasty. It's, do you want to pick someone up for a couple of weeks because they've got favourable matchups, or do you want to try and play a bit more for the long game? Yeah, which I suppose is something that everyone's got to try and juggle. But I'll yeah. definitely be be looking if, like I say, if there's someone I like the look of, then I won't be scared to put them in and and take out some like one of my gambles from my bench. Yeah, I definitely took a gamble on um, Quadri Ollison. I was convinced he'd he'd had a really good preseason and then he got cut. <laughs> and I was I was gutted. I was I was really putting a lot of hopes on him. I thought he'd have a real breakout season and then he just got cut and he's I think he's been signed by Atlanta. But he's he's on the practice squad there, so yeah, I let him go. I think I think I let him go for oh, I can't remember who I picked up, but yeah, I had to let him go. I've just seen I've got Cam Newton and Latavius Murray. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. I don't know, like Latavius Murray, maybe you hold him just a little while longer and see what happens. And then with Cam Newton, you think he's gonna and again he's a he's a quarterback, but is he actually what kind of value does he bring? Is he gonna be signed by anyone? I think just... Yeah, I think so. So I, I think it was you that said it, Angelo, where I think Balichek's actually done him a favour. Oh uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I kind of think he's turned around and said, "Look, you're not. I'm not going to guarantee you as a starter. So, if there's teams interested in you, 
you want to speak to them, get yourself playing week out, week, week in, week out, then go for it. And I can see him ending up at either Denver or Texans. Yeah, I'd say Danny would, you know, he's got Tyrod Taylor right now, so he's, he's feeling pretty good. But Yeah, well, hold, hold on. In fairness, I'm feeling good because I picked him up when there was pretty much no chance of him playing. And then I, I rode through all of the the whole situation with Dijon and I finally got my reward by him starting this week. I, I'm under no illusion that he will not play very well and I'll be regretting it come next week. But this week I'm basking in the glory that is my waiver activity. Oh, you want to hear something funny? De- uh, DeAndre Swift was also... Um rumored to be in an investigation by the Philadelphia Police Department for a murder that happened in July. Jesus, really? Yeah. But apparently he's not a, a person of interest any longer. Oh, that's good. That's good. So his projections can go up by a couple of points then. <laughs> um, Ali, what's your... Who has the worst team name in our league? Oh... Oh, no, you're, you're throwing the cat amongst the pigeons here, aren't you? I've, I've got to look through them now. I like Foosball is the Devil. I think Robbie will like to hear that. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> See, my one, I was hoping we were going to pick kickers because I would have had Lutz. So it would have been Lutz camera action. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I was surprised there were no kick- kickers in the league and no defences. I was very surprised. I was actually confused more than surprised. I, I, I remember messaging Angelo and saying, I've just realised there's no special teams. Yeah, and this is... Um, do you know how I know you guys don't read anything I send? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. but... Uh, I read uh, it. I just didn't... Uh, it didn't sink register. in. Yes, it didn't sink in. Yes, yes. No, like I think much I, of my uh, academic time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think kickers, um, it's probably like such a really wild position. And then I don't see any value. I didn't see any value of having them in this. And in a lot of dynasty leagues, they're not involved. And then a defense, a team defense. I mean, if we're going to do defenses, then we should do uh, individual defensive players instead. But we keep that out for now. Yeah. So going back to the initial question. So the initial question, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with nothing but a Jimmy G thing. Uh, I like only because I, like yeah, I don't like Jimmy G. Yeah, only because I don't like Jimmy G. Yeah, well, that's because you're a uh, Seahawks fan also. That's right. Yeah, I'm a 49ers fan too, just like uh, Matt. Who's nothing but a Jimmy G thing. So... Okay, so that's the team name you don't like. And you're playing him too. Ah. I am, yes. There we go. Kicking up some rivalry already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I also have some breaking news in, term of, in terms of our um, Dynasty League. Um, Edwards has now been projected zero. <laughs> so he was, he was initially questionable. He's now still questionable, but they've removed his projection and put zero as he is feared an ACL tear. And apparently both Adam Schefter 
of ESPN and Ian Rappaport are saying that he's um, he's out. So now I can say that Matt is projected a lot less than he was five minutes ago. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. Well, he, I wonder he, what that does for me. Do you reckon he tripped over a mango or something in training? No, Probably. <laughs> Ooh. Ha. Nice. <laughs> New projection for Tyson Williams. 11. Projected 11. All right. That's, that, that makes it interesting. That makes it very interesting. Now I'm going to check Bell. Sorry, go on. You, you guys keep talking amongst yourselves. Yeah. So how do you feel? Like, do you think you have a good chance this week then, Ali, to win? Um, I'd like to think so. I mean, looking at, kind of looking at the predictions here, it's 67% in my favour. I think generally I've got a lot of players which should start for their teams, which is always a good starting point. And I like the fact that we've also got the super flex, so I can throw in a second quarterback. Yeah, that's kind of fun, right? It, it also makes quarterbacks a little bit... I mean, so the cheapest... And I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. Like, the cheapest you'll ever get a quarterback was in the startup draft or in the rookie draft. Like, there's only... You know what I mean? There's only so many that are viable starters and that they have the super flex is like pretty good and that's why when i was saying earlier um like i like scott's team but then he just has roethlisberger who is his other quarterback fitzpatrick drew lock yeah and i mean i like so really he's got to try and pick one up next year yeah or trade for one now to kind of do something he's got saquon barkley he's got some you know really good backs What else is there? We've got, um, yeah, I don't know what else. Oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a 49ers fan. That's a, not a problem, but, you know, we just have to keep you in check. Always good matchups, though. The problem yeah, is they're on at stupid o'clock in the evening. It's all West Coast. It's a bit much, yeah. Um, so you were saying before, let's just, is there anyone you're thinking? Um, do you have any trade targets in mind? Um, you don't have to say who, but maybe, you know. Yeah, obviously, we know about Mahomes. Yep. He was the only one that, like I say, that I really wanted in the draft that I was prepared to put a shout out for. Um, like I said earlier, I get joy out of working the waiver wise. Don't know why, but I've always preferred doing that. I just think it's more. For me, it's more of a challenge to look for the players that no one else has, as uh-huh. opposed to switching for someone who's already on someone else's roster. Yeah, did you, that makes sense too. I mean, did, and I guess I'm just looking at a few things. Do you understand how the waivers work in the league? I do. You basically have to put in a massive bid, don't you? But then wait for that to get accepted, and then cry to you to get it taken off. No. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't like that. I think, um, yeah, I mean, you can bid nil, um, but obviously, let's say, like, now, if, if uh, I don't know, Le'Veon Bell or whoever Danny's talking about as the other running back was available, 
overs on waivers, then you'd probably be putting a bid in. But, you know. do, do you think um, bidding before the season's even started is a good idea? Yeah, given I mean, given the fact that um, so far people have been dropping like flies, would you? I mean, obviously now it's no, not really. Well, by the time this is actually um, aired, it will be into the season. But do you think pre-season is a good time to be spending your money, given the fact that there's a whole season to go? I think yeah. it depends on the circumstances. So if you had Dobbins and Edwards as your running backs, then actually, yeah, you're going to need someone for this year because you've yeah. probably lost two of your starters. Um, if it's just a case of you like the look on someone on the wave wire that's trending upwards, you might want to put in a bid for, say, one, just in case someone else tries picking them up. For nil. For yeah. nil. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's all personal preference. For me, I think at this stage, if you're prepared to put in a bid, well, if there's someone that's been there for a little while, do you want to go into zero and risk potentially losing that, or do you just put in a bid for one, thinking that's going to be enough if someone else goes in for them as well, then it's likely to bid zero. Yeah, I mean, I picked up Funk for five, and I was a bit like, eh, I don't know if someone will take him. This is when Acres um, went down, and I said, okay, I'll put a bid in on Funk, and um, I said, I'll do it for five, and then I don't think anyone else bid on him. It was just me, and I was like, ugh. Oh. But I mean, I think it's okay because two hundred, the two, the budget of two hundred is pretty good, and I mean, there aren't going to be like, I don't think there will be like, you know, uh, a hand. There will probably be a handful of decent players that come off the waivers, so maybe between eight and ten, and I don't know how many of them will have like really long term value. They might just be fillers, and I think the budget's more than enough. Yeah. And so if you think there's someone that you know. And at the end of the year, the budget's wiped clean, and then the new season, you start over with it again. So it's not like it rolls over or anything. You may as well try and use it where you can. Yeah, that's it. And I, I think the budget's fair. But I just think people might have got a bit confused. So if you're bidding, say, 20, you you don't think it's actually going to cost you 20. You'll think, a bit like eBay works, your bid will go up to 20. So if someone bids 10, you'll win it at 11. Yeah, that would be like if it was almost like an auction, right? So unless yeah. someone that's like your um, reserve and then if someone hit it or hit like your bit of three then you would tick up to four to five or something yeah <coughs> yeah i just think that's the the part that has initially caught people up yeah i think so too it's a bit like eh. but that's okay it's all sorted um with robbie it's all good it's an easy solution and um it's a lesson for everyone Hopefully. Yeah, I have to say that everyone I've picked up so far, I've picked up for zero. But I have also lost out, which may be because someone um, bid when I didn't. Yeah, yeah. No one in your division has actually spent any of their fab. Because are any of us in the same divisions? I can't remember them off the top of my head. Yeah, you're with you're in the same division as Danny. There we go, another rivalry. Absolutely. So. And then I'm, I know we got Matt S in our one. Yes. Yeah. We've got. We have Matt's. we have Matt S. Yeah. <laughs> we have Matt S. Um, 
but luckily not Gus Edwards. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I got my division Rambo, um, uh, Josh, and Robbie. And then the other one is um, Jeff, Scott, Jamo, and Alan. So it's only only one of the groups where they've actually used any of their waiver money because no one in your one has used it yeah i mean no sorry people in your ones used it no one in the other one the ascot gold has used it yeah it's what 13 dollars in total there it goes cool i think i've exhausted my questions and they've all been answered very well so thank you very much ollie for that yeah no problem thanks for having me again yeah, do you think your team is going to make the playoffs? Actually, that's a good question. I'd like to think so. I think it's strong enough. Um, my one concern is probably around depth. If I get a couple of injuries, then I might be frantically trying to work the waivers. What do you think like, of, a, of a, a chance of making the playoffs? Like a percentage? Ooh. Gotta go around the mid sixty mark. Mid sixty. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember how many from each group go through now. It's six teams in total. Um I have to double check the rules. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if it was two from each group plus the two best place to make it up to eight. No, I think it's um division winners for sure and then double check that now off the top of my head I don't remember which is really bad because I'm pretty good at knowing all the stuff for it yeah Yeah, I I would probably I would say my chances as the team is now I would probably say around the 65 65 to 70% mark I would say um, because I, I feel it's pretty strong particularly with the bench being pretty strong I've got like four or five people, I think, projected over ten. So hopefully, it will be um, it will be decent. Um, and I think, I mean, not to compare kind of apples to passion fruits, but um, the uh, the other league would probably be pretty good as well, projected pretty high as well. I'd say. So. That um, you have got Carson Wentz. That is true, which could be my downfall. That is very true. We could be. A he's going to be an interesting card. one this year. Yeah. I think before he got injured at the Eagles, he was phenomenal. So is it confidence? Yeah, is it a case of its injuries taking this toll, confidence thing, or just the fact that the Eagles are that bad, or a mix of both? Yeah. And then they draft uh, Jalen Hurts anyway. I mean, that's not like a great feeling, probably for the. No, but hopefully as a um, professional sportsman, it will be more of a question of pride and hopefully it will um, give him a bit of a kick up the arse because I, I, I yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's interesting. It's interesting. I think um, Hertz, Hertz has, has something that Wentz doesn't. Um, so I, I, I see why. It ha- yeah. <laughs> and and rushing ability, I think that's the one thing. I mean, I have both on my um, on my team, and I think um, Hertz can rush 
Whereas, uh, as you as you say, with only one knee, it's difficult to rush. Yeah, Danny, it would be interesting to hear your tactic for your team. Cause just looking through it, you seem to have got a lot of wide receivers. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, I was I was hoping to have a more balanced team. I have a lot of wide receivers, only two tight ends, and uh, three running backs in on my bench. I'm talking, and I was hoping to be a little bit more balanced. The research I did beforehand was a lot about last season and how they performed last season and injuries last season. When I was looking at kind of newer players, I was looking at how they performed pre-draft and at college level and stuff. And it just turned out that the wide receivers were more appealing than the running backs, which could end up being a bit of a problem come kind of mid-season when we all know running backs um, can easily get injured. Well, a lot easier than other positions. So it could, it, it could, that could be a problem for sure. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't premeditated. It was more just trying to find kind of the best possible players because I'm also thinking from a trade perspective. Um, further down the line, people might be looking. People with a lot of running backs, but not many wide receivers, might come calling. And at least I have that covered. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. No, I've often found that you tend to get more breakout running backs just yeah. because, like you say, injuries gives them opportunities. You look at James White, no, not James White, uh, James Robinson last year. Yeah. No one would have predicted him to have the season he did. Probably a yeah. similar thing with Taylor at Colts. Yeah. It's, yeah. Can, can you find that next diamond in the rough? I think... Um... That's true. And then running backs have a much shorter life, shelf life. Um, yeah, I think with Taylor, I mean, you're coming off the COVID year. It was a weird thing. And then hopefully it wasn't just like a flash in the pan. Like I think that, that run towards the end of the season, like he was looking really good. I mean, I think people will say like he was playing against some of the poor um, Russian defenses and this and that, but he looked, he looks really good. So let's see what he does um, this year too. And I, I just checked the the playoffs. So top team from each division will qualify for the playoffs. Plus three other teams will make the playoffs based on seeding tiebreakers as wild cards. Okay. So uh, playoff seeding is the, the tiebreakers are overall record, points for. So overall record, points for, and then points against. Very good. Yeah, so if a team has the same record, then it looks at points for. If they have the same points for, then it looks at points against. Who has the less points against will go ahead. Very good. Um, anything? Oh, there was something I wanted to talk about because I've spoken to Alan about this um, offline. But I wanted to remind guys, since we're having this is this will be uh, we'll post this that obviously if there's any kind of like amendments you guys want to have to the league or this, eventually we have to just um, they should all be proposed to me, and then I'll I'll pick a date and we can um, I'll pull them all together, and then we can vote on them because one of the things I was speaking to him about was the taxi squad setup. I don't think anyone, and I decided to leave it out for this season. But um, 
anyone can ask for the taxi squad to be um, brought in. And that would be something that if it's implemented, um, there would be five taxi squad slots added to everyone's roster, which is like a practice squad. Okay. And has anyone come back to you with, with any considerations or is is something that's just in the... I mean, I, I built it into the rules already. It says each team may have a five taxi squad slots. Um, it'll not be available in the first season of play 2021. It can be made available by a simple majority vote. Um, taxi squad will have a two-year experience limit. Any players with more than two years experience in the NFL must be activated. So when you be activated or dropped from your squad? Basically, so you'll have you almost have space then for 30 players. But if your main roster is full and you want to activate someone from the taxi squad to your main team, you'll have to drop someone if you don't have an open bench slot. That's basically like injured reserve, but without them being injured. Yeah, so maybe it's for rookies and things like this. It's a yeah. practice squad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. I think, cool. yeah, probably something to consider maybe at the end of the season, just so we see how we get on in terms of availability of players. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's available. Yep. It's built in. So is it just a flip a switch thing if we want, if everyone wants to go for it? Yeah, I mean, it has to, has to be voted on, which is yeah. totally fine. And then um, we'll just implement it. Nice. Well, do you want to see us out then, Ange? Yeah, um, that was the fourth episode. Ali, thanks for coming on. We've had a good time. Get to learn a little bit about you. We're really looking forward to the season starting. Um, I hope everyone has fun playing this in this league. And uh, yeah, we'll get some more. Hopefully, we'll be able to get one or two more podcast episode out before the year's over. But we don't know. We'll see. So yeah, everyone stay cooler plus. Super cool A+. Plus.